Welcome to episode 5 of the Wire to Wire podcast. I'm your host Yusuf, and let's just get right to it. LeBron James recently opened the doors to his I Promise School, which was put together by the LeBron James Family Foundation. Now, this school is the first of its kind and has 240 students enrolled. And some of the amenities of the school is that they offer free tuition, free uniforms. Each student gets a free bicycle and a helmet. If you live within two miles of the school, you get free transportation. They offer free breakfast, lunch, and snacks to the students. Food pantry for families. They offer GED and job placement services for parents. And there's guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates and has a 3.0 GPA. Now, LeBron James is incredible on the court, but it's what he does off the court that really is icing on the cake. I mean, he's just a gift that keeps on giving to the league and to society as a whole. I mean, this is a guy who came into the league at the age of 18 and really embraced being a role model. You know, many athletes shy away from that title, but he's someone who embraced it and understood the impact he has and the impact he could have on society as well. I mean, think about it like this. He's been in the public eye since he was 16 years old, and he's now 33. And within that time, you never hear any scandals, any stories about this guy. The biggest controversy he's ever had in his career is that he went on national television and decided to take his talents to South Beach. I mean, this guy is just an incredible leader, you know, on the court, off the court. He's a great father. He's a great husband. You know, he's a great philanthropist, entrepreneur, athlete. And he's handled it with such grace, such class, professionalism. He conducts himself like a true gentleman. He's very well-spoken. Like, this guy is just, you know, obviously no one's perfect. We all have our flaws. But this guy is the closest thing to perfection we've seen in a public figure and a professional athlete. You know, you hear of athletes, you know, many of them, they open up clubs, they open up restaurants. But you never really hear them opening up schools in the community in which they came from. You know, he may not be playing for Cleveland anymore. He may have moved from Ohio. But this guy still gives back to to his community. And when he says that, you know, this place is like home to me. You know, you you honestly believe it because look at the stuff that he's doing. I mean, think about how much lives he's going to change with this school. Think about how much kids who society would have written off just because of their circumstances that they're in. That he's giving a chance to better themselves and improve their lives, their condition, and find themselves. You know, it's really incredible. Like, you know... There's many kids who come from these underprivileged neighborhoods who are often forgotten about, you know, and there's many gems in them. But unfortunately, a lot of them don't get realized because of their circumstances, because of where they live or what school they go to. And this is someone who comes from that same environment and wants to make a change and give them a chance at life. You know, he's doing so much for his community that needs to be recognized. And the thing with LeBron is I don't even think he cares for the recognition. You know, he's not doing it for glamour or fame. He's doing it because it's the right thing to do. 
because he knows what it's like to be in their shoes. And he understands that not everyone is going to be like LeBron James. Not every kid has the athletic ability that he was gifted. Not everyone can go on and be the next great athlete. But you know what? They can be great lawyers. They can be great doctors. They can become great entrepreneurs. You know, they just need that chance. And that's what he's doing. And I'm interested to see how this program evolves and expands, you know, later on. Like right now it has 240 kids, but eventually they're looking to accept more kids. And then he's also working on an institution as well to help young adults. So I'm really excited to see the many ways that he can give back. And I'm excited to see if this sets a trend where maybe future athletes and other influencers and public figures want to step up and use their platform for good as well. You know, I'm a firm believer. I don't believe that there's scarcity out there. I think we live in a world of abundance, an abundance of talent, resources, money, opportunity. It just has to be realized. And it just and once it reaches that point where it's realized and that there's people who are willing to pave the way like LeBron is, I think that the results will be incredible. But like I said, he's the gift that keeps on giving and they don't call him King James for nothing. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Only in the NBA can you have one segment where you're talking about a guy who opens up a school for children and then in a separate segment find out that one of the former teammates of said player gets into a fight at a party. But basically, that's what happened. So Tristan Thompson recently punched Draymond Green in the face at a nightclub at a at a ESPY's after party. Now, when I heard this, I honestly was just laughing. And part of the reason why I find it funny is that technically Draymond Green did ask for it. Now, if you recall, after game one of the NBA Finals, they got into a little bit of a scuffle. And then when the series was done, you know, Draymond Green didn't acknowledge Tristan Thompson or shake his hand. Okay, cool, whatever. Then at the championship parade, you say, you know, me and you are not the same. We're not cut from the same cloth. I'm not built like you. And that, you know, I don't want to see you on the court and I don't want to see you out the buses. But, you know, I'll see you in the streets. He saw you in the streets and the man punched you. And the reason why he punched you is because Draymond Green went to apologize to Tristan Thompson. So I don't get it. If you're going to talk all that trash, then what are you apologizing for? Just don't say anything. You know, so hey, you know, you got what was coming to you. And apparently it wasn't even that much of a serious fight. It was just more so of a push. I don't know. Some people, there's conflicting reports. Some people are saying that he punched him twice. Other people are saying it was just a back and forth push and Tristan Thompson took a little swing at him. Whatever the case may be, Draymond Green, you got what was coming to you. You put that energy out there. You came at him and you said all that stuff. And then, you know, you got what was coming to you, you know. It's like that Drake track. You'll free smoke, right? You asked for it, you got it. You know, and I gotta, I gotta admit, you know, I'm a little bit impressed with uh, Tristan Thompson for doing that. I didn't think, you know, he had it in him. You know, I see him slowly becoming a Kardashian. I see him in a sunken place. And who knows, maybe him doing this is a sign that maybe there's still some hope for him yet. <laughs> or maybe not. But, you know, Draymond Green, you, had a, you gotta stop with the tough guy act. 
Like, you're just not that dude. And, you know, you got punked by Tristan Thompson. So, you know, sometimes it's not worth it, you know. Because you talk a good game, at some point you're going to have to prove it. And clearly you weren't, you didn't have much to show for it. But, and the, and I guess, you know, um, also what was reported is that LeBron James and Kevin Durant had to break up the fight afterwards. And that everything was cool. So it's like it never even happened. So I don't really know what to make of it. You know, I, all I can say is it's a different time. And I'm not saying it like I'm an older guy, you know, I'm. I'm a millennial, and this is my generation of basketball. But I have a hard time believing a guy like Charles Oakley would get into a fight with another player at a bar, and then they're going to celebrate and become friends afterwards, you know. So, Draymond Green knew what time it was. He got what was coming to him, and that's it. Now they can all go back to being friends. Uh, the city of Cleveland, they want to hold a parade for Tristan Thompson for doing it. I think they should throw a parade that Tristan Thompson had the courage to at least do it. And who knows, if he can get out that sunken place and stop being a Kardashian, that'd be even better for him. But anyways, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar recently weighed in on these GOAT discussions, but not in the way... You think he would. So he actually was providing some perspective on how to approach these GOAT discussions and what he thinks about it. And I want to give you guys a full quote for context on what he said. And this is so I'm going to start. These GOAT discussions are fun distractions while sitting around waiting for the pizza to be served. But they're on par with which superpower would you want most? Flights or invisibility? Whether I'm included or not in anyone's list doesn't matter. I played my hardest and I helped my teammates. That's the most important thing I walked away with. The reason there is no such thing as the GOAT is because every player plays under unique circumstances. We play different positions, under different rules, with different teammates, with different coaches. Every player has to adapt to their circumstances and find a way to excel. This isn't Highlander. There can be more than one. And, you know, after listening to that, I actually think that's really great perspective on this whole conversation about who's the greatest of all time, who's the greatest. You know, it's a fun conversation to have in the barber shop. you know, while you're chopping it up with your friends, like you said, waiting for pizza to be served. But, you know, I'm not proud to admit this. I got involved in these conversations a couple of times. And every time I come away from it, I always feel like, man. I feel like I drained a lot of energy having that discussion because here's how it usually goes. One guy is going to say Jordan's the greatest. Another guy will say LeBron's the greatest. And then one side is going to shout six rings. The other side is going to shout statistics. And you're going to go back and forth. Someone's going to ask you, well, you weren't even alive when Jordan played. And someone's going to say, yeah, well, you're too biased towards Jordan that you don't think anyone could surpass him. So you don't give other players a chance. And it's just a back and forth debate that goes nowhere. In the end, the other party's not going to think any less of Jordan and the other party's not going to think any less of LeBron or replace their days with whoever they think the GOAT is and it goes nowhere. And I kind of like this perspective because it kind of puts a silence to it and it adds, I guess, some common sense into a topic that doesn't really involve much common sense. It's just 
purely based on emotion and preference. But with that being said, this conversation is not going to stop anytime soon. Sports shows will still discuss it because it brings in ratings, because it's entertaining. People like to hear about this and they like to argue about it in YouTube comments. And as human beings, we just have a natural tendency to like to compare things. You know, why is it? Why can't we just enjoy something in its own right? Why do we immediately have to compare it to something else? Like you'll eat at a burger joint, right? Well, that burger was good, but it's not good as this burger I had last time. And then there goes a comparison. You know, they say comparison is a thief of joy. And I honestly believe that. Because what's happening is that we're watching right now, arguably the greatest athlete to have ever played in LeBron, of course. And some people can't even just watch him and enjoy the history that they're seeing because what they're doing is they're comparing him to Michael Jordan or to a Magic Johnson to a Larry Bird or whoever it is they're comparing him to. And it's just like, who cares? You know, when his career is over, then yeah, maybe you can go back and revisit the conversation. But while the guy's still playing, just watch the game and enjoy it. There's no need to get into the comparisons, you know. And it gets a little bit out of control and it gets a bit annoying at times. Because really and truly, there is no right or wrong answer. Everything is all subjective. It's all about your perspective and what you look for in the game. You know, um, I do think LeBron and Jordan are the two greatest players to ever play the game. Um, if you ask me, which no one really did. But I personally just think LeBron is the better player. You know, but I have my own perspective and I'm not really going to get into this topic right now. Uh, if you want, you can hit me up on email or on social media and I don't mind answering your question there. But I'm not talking about it on this podcast. That's what ESPN and Fox Sports 1 is for. But I'm just saying, you know, I like this perspective that he took. And I think it introduces some nuance to a conversation that doesn't necessarily have nuance. It's all about emotions and perspective and, you know, bias, you know. And that's really all it comes down to. Like, there's people who grew up to Michael Jordan and who watched Michael Jordan that could never imagine someone surpassing him. And then there's a generation that grew up to LeBron that says, you know what, there's nothing, like there's no, there's never been a player that plays better than LeBron. Like LeBron's just a better player, you know. So honestly, just pick your side. It doesn't matter. And whoever you roll with, that's who you roll with. And that's it. You know, you don't have to argue with people. You don't have to debate it. Me personally, I'm kind of done with these debates and these conversations. Someone says, Jordan, I say not, I just nod my head and say, you know what, maybe you're right. Not because I think they're right, but because I don't want to argue this anymore. I don't want to get into this debate. <laughs> I don't want to argue this anymore because you're just going to talk in circles and it's going to go nowhere. But yeah, that's the end of today's episode. See you guys next time. Take care. Man, I can't believe it's already been five episodes. You know, I just want to take this time and thank everyone so far for tuning in and giving me your support and giving me all the love i really appreciate it you know the people who reach out to me and give me their feedback and engage in discussions with me you know through email social media whatever the case may be you know i really appreciate it thank you guys so much for the love and the support and tuning in you know i'm just one guy and i have my own opinions and my perspective and you know, you guys are the audience. Your guys' opinions and perspective are just as valid as mine.
but I'm just glad that you guys, you know, take time out of your day where you could be doing anything else and you guys choose to spend it with me and hear what I have to say. And I'm just so grateful for it and I'm thankful and grateful for all of your guys' support. Thank you guys so much. A lot of exciting things coming soon. I hope, you know, you guys can continue to support. Thank you guys. Five episodes in, but we're far from finished. That's my promise to you guys. See you guys for episode six.